The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So the question on everybody's mind, did you have an incredible Thanksgiving? Emily. Me? Oh, I thought you were saying like the question for you is that it was fine. <laughs> I'm referring to myself as you versus I. I just thought it was like That's, everyone's question is like, did you? It's even more <laughs> self-involved. Like, did you speaking to me, referring to me in the second person? As I mean, directed it, as the first person. It was your baby's first Thanksgiving, so that's a pretty big deal. Uh, kind of. I'm trying to think of where she was during it. I don't remember. Who's around? <laughs> I was holding her, or someone was holding her, or she was sleeping. I don't know. There was, or the pen. It there's just it. I, I this is my first Thanksgiving with a child, and it just goes by so fast. And at the end, we we're like, "Why? What? I'm so tired." And it's like, yeah. Even though people took turns holding the baby, like it's still like, my daughter did a great job. And then, this is very exciting, the next day, because you know, you're a baby, much like an animal, like you're on the ground level of all that energy. You have a lot of stimulation. She slept for 13 hours, woke up, ate a bowl of oatmeal and two strawberries, drank nine ounces of milk and went back to bed for a nap. (laughs) When she was asleep for 13 hours, were you going in and like poking her? Like she's still... Alive. Right? I like to go in and look because I'm like, something's up. And everyone's always like, leave her alone. And it's like, I got to look at her. Sometimes I go in like paranormal activity and I just stand over her crib and I just stare. Because no one told a baby, babies don't know how to sleep. So their little arms are like under that. They sleep in the weirdest positions. But it was great. How was your Thanksgiving? It was good. It was, um, it was good. I ate the food. I made those pecan pie martinis for my family. God, and then so gross. It, sound, it still sounds so atrocious. There's no way. Everybody drank half to be nice, and they were like, this is so much milk. Well, I only, no, it wasn't any milk. It was literally just three different alcohols mixed together. Ugh. <laughs> yeah, like, was it like a whipped cinnamon vodka or something? It was bourbon, rum chata, and some cocoa de creme, creme de cocoa, all mixed together. And then you do a rim oh, of 
caramel and crushed pecans, and then you put a little scoop of Cool Whip and one full pecan resting on the pillow of Cool Whip. How many did you have? Everybody (laughs) had had one. Everybody had one because it was such an ordeal. I bought a shaker. I bought martini glasses. I brought all that over. I I made the thing that made three servings. I poured everybody a cup. Wow. We all drank one, and then everybody was like, oh, boy. (laughs) That's a lot. I mean, if you're like, I got wasted off pecan I mean, it was martinis. Like, it was five ounces of alcohol per person with n- no nothing else in it. And so much processed dairy. All right. Well, you know what? That's I love a welcome cocktail. And we did one. We did, we did cranberry, a cranberry, pres- right? It was a Prosecco pomegranate rosemary Aperol spritz. Yeah. Which... I told my uncle, I was like, do not get the cheap stuff. Like, do not bring me Trader Joe's Prosecco. Like, I'm a 25-year-old girl hosting my first cocktail party. My uncle brought so much alcohol. He got us. I was like, if you could just bring some Prosecco, great. But it was his first Thanksgiving with us. Uh, It's like a long-lost uncle kind of thing. I'm not going to get into it. Uh, And he brought a magnum of wine. You know those, like, oversized wine bottles that look like cartoon wine bottles are so big? Yeah. One of those, several bottles of wine, each in their own Lachaim Hanukkah gift bag. And I, as like someone that cares about the environment, I was like, I got to save these. I got to re-gift right. things around Hanukkah and these. So those, and then one of those bottles of like Añejo tequila that like comes in its own coffin. Like, you know, the kind you get at like duty-free with like a box yeah. and hinges and a bottle of Dom Perignon and a bunch of presents for Sierra so it was, but my, but I was glad that the Prosecco was nice because Prosecco, there's this line from 30 Rock where like Tina Fey's like, nobody wants Prosecco. Literally nobody wants Prosecco. Cocktail it, was great. I hadn't realized how hard it is to go into a liquor store. It's like complicated there. Really? Like I was looking for one thing for forever. All the workers were on one aisle together. Like, where'd you go? This is an some, awful story. Some mega package store that had the creme de coco. Creme de cacao, and I love a BevMo. When I had the energy to host real parties, well, you got to get it. Um, we did this, this special drink, whatever, and this must just, like, I will say, Myrna, uh, our guardian and the and Sierra's keeper, was out of town for keeper. Thanksgiving, which is fine. Like, I can watch my own child. It is, you know, it's exhausting, but it's great. Yeah. Uh, but your mind's in a billion places. Everybody was coming at one and at 12.15, I looked at my mom and I was like, we didn't set the table. <laughs> like, it's supposed to be the thing you focus the most on. Didn't set it, like, was not set up. So I'm, like, rushing in the sun outside, setting it up, and a gust of wind comes along and, like, blows all the forks off. I'm like, it's got to go inside. We moved 26 chairs inside at the buzzer, set it up. Nobody cares about your fucking tablescape and had a great Thanksgiving. 26 so, people is too many people. It was fine. It was lovely. And um, and it was cool, you know? And I have to be honest, everybody shits on Thanksgiving. I'm going to just say this, even though it already happened and I know we're all in like Christmas mood. <laughs> but everybody shits on Thanksgiving because it's like, like the Jan to the Marsha that is Christmas. Because everyone's like, oh, well, Christmas is coming. We already had Halloween. And everyone's like, I don't want to eat the food. And oh, you know, indigenous people, which I agree with, but I said it last time, like it doesn't have to be about that. Just sit with your fucking family who's going to be dead in 15 years. And the food is delicious. 
Everybody's like, what do I have to eat turkey? I don't know. Why do you have to make a bad turkey? It's everything on that plate was so tasty. You're married to a chef. <laughs> Please remember. We, I do remember. And I will tell you, I begged him this year. I was like, please don't handcraft everything. <laughs> Order some of it from Bloodsos, yeah. uh, the barbecue restaurant he helped open. He wrote Kevin Bloodsos cookbook. If you want the definitive barbecue book, buy the Bloodsos cookbook. Yeah, Noah wrote it. We ordered a deep fried turkey, a smoked turkey, mac and cheese, cornbread. Like we ordered a lot of it. His family made stuffing. There were things that he made, but it was just, I don't know. There's a reason that you can get like a Thanksgiving. There's like the Huell Hauser platter at like the Talleyrand in the Valley. There's a reason you can get a Thanksgiving turkey sandwich or platter year round at most diners because it's tasty. So just eat it. <laughs> you fucking nightmares. Just eat it and have cranberry and be thankful. <laughs> I just, as I was eating, I was like, this is so good. And then the truth is nobody really wants pie because you're so full, but you eat it anyway. You eat it because and then there are like, people oh, no. starving. Yeah. So, okay. And then I, yeah. Cut to me the next morning, stress eating like a full quarter pound of turkey and stuffing out of a Pyrex container, not even hot. Oh no. I'm good. Okay. So, yeah, it occurs to me that last year should have been about Thanksgiving Drama questions, but now we have Christmas to look forward to. The most wonderful time of the year for every girl and boy, especially the Jewish ones. We all love Christmas so much. And I'm ready. I'm okay. ready for your questions. Here we go. Hey, Eliza. I'm sorry about the nose. I had a bunch of milk. I'm sorry. You're, there's, there's always an excuse for the nose. At this point, I think you just have to realize it's something you live with. Please don't write in about... You're, I don't have lactose intolerance. It's just a little bit because I had a bunch of milk, but it's also in the morning. Don't I don't want to hear about anyone else's nose. Okay. Hey, Eliza crew. Fun sibling issue question for y'all. I, uh. non-binary, 22, have been living with my sister, 25, for the past six months to be close to the university I attend for graduate school. Psychology, not nursing. So sorry. We have been very close since high school, but I can't help but notice she still views me as a child. She often dismisses my interests and my opinions and believes I am shit at problem solving. We've gotten into more arguments than ever lately, and I don't know what to do. She's just been in such a rotten mood, probably because her job overworks her and she never takes time for herself. I'll be moving out by next summer to hopefully the university I'll be going to for my PhD, but that's several months away, and I don't like feeling like my sister hates me. Advice would be much appreciated. Amy. Amy's non-binary or the sister's non-binary? Amy's non-binary. The sister is a uh, lady. I have a question. Did you say you're non-binary in this question just because it's like someone would be like, you know, 18, female, male? Yeah. Or do you feel it informs it? Okay. So I think it has to do know. with people are just like female, 22, came, okay. live in this place. I mean, you're 22, she's 25. So you are a little baby, but she's also a little baby. And it's like her job as the older sister to be the older sister, but not be dismissive. And I think you just need to, it's tough because you're going to sit with her. I, can you do it in the most logical way possible that removes all feeling and be like, don't say like, I feel like you dismiss me. Be like, just say things like you dismiss what I'm saying. Here are some examples and just let her know how you're feeling. Because at least if you put it out there, then maybe she can begin to be aware of it. Or you have to stage a home invasion <laughs> and you have to be the one that figures out how to get out of it and have like all this tactile weapons 
knowledge and exit strategy already planned and like really show her in a premeditated way who's boss. I think the problem is there are two pieces to this. Piece one, the question asker feeling dismissed by their sister. That's piece one. Well, that's piece- ridiculous. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I was dismissing her. All right. Piece two, the sister is in a horrible mood because of her job. So the dismissing because you're younger is one thing that I think should be brought up whenever it happens. Like when you say, I think we should call the yeah. ambulance. I'm choking. And your sister says, no, you don't know. You don't know about that. Then you say, and she'd hey. be right. Cause you're able to say, call an ambulance. <laughs> right. But the separate issue is that work is making her so miserable. And yeah, I hear that. I that. You can't. And also if you bring it up, she'll be like, work's not making me miserable. Like it's going to be very hard for her to be challenged by someone lesser than, uh, that she seems as sees as lesser than. So I think you just pull her aside. Maybe when she comes home, you you don't live together, but like be like, hey, I'd yeah, love they to come do. over. That's love to bring thing. some. They live oh, sorry, together. Sorry. Yeah. Maybe like make a nice dinner and be like, hey, I just wanted to talk to you. And just kind of give her a chance to just be like, I feel really dismissed by you. You know, we live together. It feels, you know, she. it's going to be hard for her to hear. But if you come from the highest light and you make it calm and you just say how you're feeling, be like, I love you. And I just... We're both growing up together. We live together and it feels, I'm wondering what she did recently and if it was actually worth dismissing or I would love to know some examples because I wonder if you are being sensitive. I wonder if you did say something dumb. I wonder if, you know, you could be writing to us and you're just this like train wreck and she's always cleaning up your mess. And you're like, but I want to throw a party. Why don't you listen? So I don't have the specifics, but let's say you're both pulling your weight and she has the growing up to do, I say you have a sophisticated drink with her. Be like, your opinion means a lot to me. And when you brush me off, it makes me feel like you don't respect me. And I respect you so much. Yes. Yeah. Especially since you're you're moving out in the summer. So it's like, hey, we're only going to be living together a little bit longer. I'd love to do some more fun stuff together before I move out. Coming from a place of of resolution, And like a shared goal versus like, and you always do this and you're the bad person. Be like, you seem stressed. Like, I just, I love you and I want us to be friends. Yeah. And she'll be like, okay, whatever. But all you can do is keep showing up and show her, you know, it's all about action. And maybe you do, maybe she'll say like, hey, you know, you do leave your dishes everywhere. So it is hard for me to pay attention, you know, make sure you're totally on the right. Mm -hmm. Because at 22, chances are you're not. I'm not going to say chances are you're a giant piece of shit, but chances are both of you have some explaining to do. I look back at all the times I thought I was totally right and like how it was just like probably a nightmare for some of my roommates, even though I was still smarter. Oh. I'm busy. And this time of year gets even busier. I've had my baby. I'm back to work. I'm at meetings. I'm on tour. I'm running around. And I don't always have time to sit down for a meal with my family. Sometimes I get home from set so late and I just need to eat something nutritious and go to bed. And that's why I like Factors fresh, never frozen meals because they're dietitian approved and they're ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy I am, and I'm busy, I always have time to get a nutritious, great tasting meal. Factor has over 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. 
week. So I never get bored. I'm trying to do less meat in general and they have wonderful vegan and veggie options. I just made a vegan mushroom marsala and I made an onion risotto. Just because you're eating vegetarian doesn't mean you can't eat deliciously. It had roasted garlic green beans. It was scrumptious. Head to factormeals.com slash Eliza50 and use code Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Eliza50 at factormeals.com slash Eliza50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. I do think there's something to be said for ordering something of quality and every once in a while getting a nice package in the mail with a product that you're going to own for a long time. Let me tell you about Bolin Branch's signature sheets because they're the perfect way to start upgrading your sleep, your room, the look of your room because they're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton. These sheets feel buttery soft yet super breathable and they're perfect for warmer summer months ahead. We have a house that we go to in the summer and I got all Bolin Branch sheets for the beds because we're having a lot of guests this year and I want them to feel like they're at a nice bed and breakfast that they didn't have to pay for. Bolin Branch sheets are free from toxins like synthetic pesticides, formaldehyde. I bet you didn't know that was in your sheets. And their signature sheets come in 14 versatile colors and they come in sizes from twin all the way up to California King. And Bolin Branch has a 30-night worry-free guarantee, which means you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them for any reason, you can send them right back with free returns on all U.S. orders. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Go to bowlandbranch.com slash Eliza for 15% off your first sheet set, plus free shipping. That's Bowl and Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com slash Eliza for 15% off. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Well, it's finally happening. The weather is finally getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to the jackets and cozy sweaters we've been hibernating in all winter. And it's time to say hello, bonjour, to shorts and t-shirts. And if you've been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, Quince is for you. I talk about Quince a lot because I really believe in a sustainable capsule wardrobe. And there's no reason you can't have a sustainable, timeless wardrobe for every season. And Quince has got you covered with premium linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable, silk tops, hello. And the best part is all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Dressing well shouldn't break the bank. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Look well. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash Eliza for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Eliza. Hi, AIA team. I am a longtime listener, but I don't have a question. I have used Eliza's sage advice to help me set boundaries over many years. I've listened over the many years I've listened in, and I am happy to report that there are no crazy mother-in-laws, sisters, boyfriends, bridesmaids, or anyone else to report on. I wanted to write in to thank Eliza as I am a professional performer and recently booked a contract with a little Eliza inspiration. All right, I get 10% of that balloon animal money. (laughs) I trained as an opera singer and during the pandemic decided to diversify the companies I auditioned for to include companies that predominantly perform musical theater. A few weeks ago, I auditioned for the understudy of the role of Marie, the fairy godmother in a production of Rogers and Hammerstein's Cinderella, an East Coast regional house. Some character context. Marie is known as the poor, crazy beggar woman in the show before she makes her big reveal to Cinderella. Well... 
I used Eliza's witch slash pharmacist impression as my inspiration for the audition, and I booked the contract. (laughs) The audition was less than two minutes long, but I made the panel laugh. Despite any positive response, we never know what the outcome will be, but this time was a win. So grateful for you letting your weirdo flag fly in your storytelling, Eliza. You inspire the rest of us to do the same, and for that, there aren't enough words of gratitude. XOXO, Audra. I love that, and I have to be honest, as you're saying that, I think I'm thinking of the old witch from Snow White that holds out yeah. the apple, which probably informed, I mean, which was my which, apple bit because that's what the joke references, but also probably informed my pharmacist, which also sounds like every almost every character I do. So we both pulled from Disney and that's awesome. Good for you. Because that's the great thing about acting. And I always, they always say steal, steal, steal. Mm-hmm. because it's going to come out differently. Like you could be doing a Meryl Streep impression. It's going to come out differently. Unfortunately, in comedy, you can't steal, but in acting, you can. So good for you. Yeah. Steal, steal, steal. Yeah. And it's good that you're an opera singer and not in not taking literally Eliza's work. You can take these other jobs inspired by Eliza as long as you're I'm not direct singer. competition. I've been imitating Eliza and I've booked nothing. Can you sing more <laughs> opera? Okay. Mm-hmm. Question, stick through it or nah? Hi, Eliza and Emily. Thanks for giving this high school teacher something fun to listen to every day. I'd appreciate if we kept this anonymous. Yes, of course. Okay. My boy, maybe we shouldn't even say they're a high school teacher. I'm just going to start with a question. What what are you going to Google? High school teacher? (laughs) My boyfriend of six years has had a rough time since the beginning of COVID. I'm wondering if his medical fears will be the end of us. I am 27 female and he is 40 male. We met working at the same place, have separate careers now, and we were friends first. I've always felt like we were meant to be in each other's lives. Once we started dating, we moved in together a few months later. In 2020, he bought a house and we lived in it together for about eight months. His grandmother passed away from breast cancer, dad passed away from throat cancer, and mom has had breast cancer three times but is okay now. Situation. In the end of 2020, the school I work at went back to in-person learning. When that happened, my boyfriend moved back in with his mom and let me live in the house he bought. We have seen each other during breaks in the school year and summer. It is now going on school year three of us living separate. I've forgotten a lot of family gatherings during the holidays to be with him, getting to the point where I'm done sacrificing for his fears. I love him a lot and think we're great together, but don't know how to move forward. I'm beginning to feel like what I see for our future is a pipe dream. Question. Do I stick it through for a few more months and see if he can reacclimate soon? Do I take a break and live somewhere else for a few months? We do have a dog together. P.S. He works from home. His mom goes into an office with like three other people. His big hang up is that my job is in front of hundreds of students a day. Now, important update. His mom got COVID, he got COVID, and I got COVID all in the same weekend. Hopefully, we'll all be immune for a few months and get some normalcy back. Where do you live? Okay. This is tough. Well, his biggest fear was that he was going to get COVID. You were going to get COVID, give it to him, and he'd give it to his mom. No, not even give it to his mom because he was living just with her. And then he went to live with his mom. going to get COVID? Just that he was going to get COVID COVID from her. Yeah. Yeah, well, you got it. And it sucks. So move back in. Something weird is going on here. And I think you have to force him because I think a lot of times it's the fear itself. You know, COVID sucks, but if you are vaccinated, chances are, look, people could take my head off for this. 
get a vaccine, don't get a vaccine. Chances are, if you're a healthy person and you get that vaccine, when you get COVID, it's not as bad. My mom's triple vaccinated. And when she got it, it only lasted for a couple of days. Um, I'm not saying that's going to happen to everyone, but it's kind of that thing where when you operate from a place of fear for so long, that just becomes normal. And like nothing is shaking him back into reality. Like you don't need, it would be like if he was still wearing a mask outdoors, which I never did. I always thought that was fully insane. Like the rules are not the same. The world has changed and he's still operating under these protocols. So there's a bit of like an arrested development. And I think you need to have a come to Jesus with him because what are you supposed to do? Be in a relationship? He's living with his mother? for Yeah, for like three years. I mean, here's the tough part. Because I get, I'm definitely a little more on the too cautious end of the spectrum. And I think, you know, it it depends on what you're worried about. And, you know, you see these statistics about people within 12 months having like a heart attack. Like there's all these things that could happen, right? And people are choosing how much of that they want to worry about. And I think that's valid. And I think the problem here is that you two are not matched up on your level of concern. Because not you're not that together. either of you is wrong. Well, that he thinks she shouldn't even be going to be around children and that she's fine well, with doing her job. So they're just, they're on two different levels. I don't know. You haven't seen each other. Like, why do you want to stay together? Because you have a dog? No, because you two are also operating under an old set of rules and under an old relationship that like kind of doesn't exist anymore. And if you want to talk about things that could happen, you know what else could happen is his girlfriend stops being attracted to him because they don't have sex anymore or see each other. You are not in a relationship. This Uh. is bizarre. Nobody is living like this. So he has needs to talk to someone because he's dealing with some, it's not irrational fears, but almost unsubstantiated. Like you did get COVID and you're not dead and nobody's getting COVID like multiple times in a month. And if you've been okay thus far and your school's been okay thus far, this is all about risk management. That's what the vaccine is. That's what the masks were. This is all about mitigating risk. And I'm sure you're doing the best you can. You know, you could get a a flu that makes you really sick for that matter too. So I think the bigger issue is you, he has not reevaluated where the world is. He's living with his mother. I wonder if the mother is saying anything to him. Oh, I need you around. And he feels bad because everybody has died. I think you need to like blow this wide open, but you also need to get out of that house and maybe get out of that relationship if he's not willing to like at least move back in with you. Right. If he can't live with someone who's a teacher, then this isn't going to work out. He can't out. be with you. Yeah. This is very weird and something's going on. And I think he needs like a jolt. I don't think, I think he's just kind of living like this. And this is weird. And you're kind of weirdly living in like one of those stale marriages where like you sleep in separate rooms and don't even talk to each other anymore. Like you're in a weird relationship, like non-relationship relationship. I'm very curious about kind of the cherry picking he's doing in terms of like, he'll see you on breaks, but are you quarantining for a week before yeah. he sees you? Like he just thinks the day after you stop teaching the kids, you're totally fine. It's like, no, you're not. So exactly. he's drawing a line this. somewhere. We had to do this with this Thanksgiving. Like it all just feels so futile because like my cousin who has CF was like, can everyone test? And you're like, sure. But like everyone went out to dinner the night before. So like- Here's this test that probably doesn't even work here. You know, like we're all just like spitting in the wind. Yeah. So something's going on. You need to talk to him ASAP because there's something psychologically weird happening. And I would not rule out the mom as part of this. Mm -hmm. 
Let us know. Don't leave us in the lurch. Our kids always leave us. I'm going to set up an email system for the new year. No, I'm not going to pay you to do that. So don't do it. I'm not going to pay you to do extra work. Next. Hey, guys. I wanted some advice. 34-year-old female married for 12-plus years. My husband is an electrician and recently got a really big job as the head electrical manager for a company. It's a really great opportunity and be great for our future. However, it does require him to be gone for three weeks out of the month. Oh, my God. That's the month. Yeah. That's the month. (laughs) I was wondering, Eliza, do you have any tips, suggestions, advice, words of wisdom, thoughts for me moving forward in this season of our life? It's really hard to imagine day-to-day without him here, but I know this is a really great opportunity. I am a nurse with one year left on my contract, so I can't just leave with him. Best, Stevie. Um, How long is he going to... Do this for is why this does move? he have to be gone? Is this a job where it's like you know people go work on like an Alaska big rig? They'll make like yeah. two hundred thousand dollars for two two years or whatever, and then they'll come home. Like, is he doing this for a couple years to really sock some yeah. money away? If there's a yeah. timeline, that's a little different. Or if you you're yes. saying you have a year left on your contract in a year, could you go with him? Because are his you money okay? Was- to not see him three weeks out of every month for a year? That's seeing everyone, that's seeing him for a month. I'm sorry, for a week or two weeks a week out of yeah. every month. I it just feels can you visit it? I mean, my advice is get that timeline. Because I think anyone, it's like if you're if someone says, I need you to just start running, you're like, how far? Yeah. Even when someone's like jump and you're like, how high? People always use that as like this expression of like willingness. It's like, no, I need to know how to like manage my calves. Yeah. So I think you can wrap your mind around it once you know how long and just knowing like all the sweet, sweet money you're going to have together. But if this is like, and this is just the way it's going to be, this, I understand people are in dire straits and they need money, but I think COVID has shown us like life is short. We have a little bit of time with each other. I, I wouldn't take the job. If it's for the, like, it's if it's for years, like, then you don't get to see each other. I don't know what's more important. So I would, first things first, put a, make sure that's a finite amount of time, set time on that. Yeah. And then see if there's any wiggle room at your job or any ways, can you break it up where it's one week, one off, one week off, one week on, one week off. Right. You know, I don't know. Like get that, you can wrap your head around it better when you know the exact amount of time. Yeah, if there's a timeline, he's making mad money, great. Spend a year doing whatever, you'll see him, but. Or absence makes the heart grow fonder and you're like super horned up when he gets back and he sent you all kinds of chocolates. <laughs> all foreign, foreign chocolates. Fine Belgian chocolate in the mail. It got a little melted, but you can still eat the edges. The edges. The edges. <laughs> It's no secret that fast fashion and the demand for fashion in general is helping to wreck our planet. Well, introducing Newly. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. And they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state of the art laundering facility, plus the option to buy what you love. I gifted Newly to a friend whose daughter works in an office where you have to be presentable and it's trendy. She gets to try out stuff. She always looks fresh at work. She always looks cute. And when she's done with it, 
it, which we usually are after wearing something for a while, she can send it right back. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six dials, but right now you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code ELIZA20. Just go to N-U-U-L-Y.com. That's newly with two U's and enter the code ELIZA20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com. Newly with two U's with code ELIZA20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It happened to me. I didn't think it would, but it happened to me. I had a nasty bout of postpartum depression. Now, there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about what you're dealing with, and there's nothing to be ashamed about in talking about it with someone. I definitely saw a therapist these last couple weeks because, you know, I spend my time giving advice to others, but I could use a little advice myself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I'll tell you what, when you're already stressed or anxious, the last thing you want to do is battle traffic and sit in a waiting room and get your parking validated. I'm sorry, is that just an LA thing? You don't need to add all that. You can just sit in the comfort of your own home or a chair you like outside and you can talk to someone from BetterHelp. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time. No additional charge and it doesn't hurt their feelings. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Eliza today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Eliza. Should I tell my parents why my brother and his family really want to spend time with them? Hi, Eliza. Emily, at all. That, do you say it at all when it's E-T-A-L? Yeah, you say at all. At all. We'll try to be as concise as possible. Sounds like an Israeli airline. Okay. My brother, sister-in-law, and their children, aged seven and four, live out of state. The last time my parents, both boomers, visited to watch the kids, my niece and nephew asked my brother to never leave them alone with them again. Apparently, they had a few too many glasses of wine and spent too much time on their iPads and always made my niece take my nephew to the bathroom and get him ready for bed. The kids were so upset they refused to hug my brother for a month. Here's how it's somewhat my problem. My husband and I had a baby four months ago and my mom is overcompensating for time away from my brother by smothering me. My mom will often make snide comments about how they never want to visit for holidays and only spend time with my sister-in-law's family when they do come to town. My sister-in-law and niece were recently visiting and asked me not to tell my mom they were in town, but they wanted to come meet my baby. When they were here, my sister-in-law told me about the last visit they had with my parents and even told me they... The niece asked several times and made her confirm they were not going to my parents' house. Apparently, my brother has tried to have a conversation with my parents about it, but I don't think he's getting through to them. Should I just tell my mom the truth? Thank you. Yes. This is not your secret. This is not your burden. And also, like, I don't know how old the little kids are. So it's always that thing where... Yeah, I mean, was it the whole time? I'm not saying that the kids are wrong. I'm just saying, like, was it the whole time or did you want something and they were on it? Did they need a break? Did they watch you the whole day? I mean, I definitely stare at my phone and I feel really bad about it. We are all addicted to this technology, as I'm sure those children are. Um, But let's say the parents were just like, I don't care, do your thing. That seems odd to me, but let's say it's true. What, is it hard for you to just be like, mom, the kids felt like you were on your, because you'll tell her, you'll be like, they felt you were on your iPad the whole time, not paying attention. I'm like, that's ridiculous. I did it for an hour. 
it really could be that. And the kid is a little bit warped and you're not really giving your parents the benefit of the doubt. And this is clearly hurting their feelings and the lack of communication. I mean, I went through something this past Thanksgiving. It was a minor fuck up, but like everybody was willing to like blow it wide open and not talk forever because of it. But then we just talked and it's like, you start to see how the littlest things really do become. You make a mound out of a molehill and all of a sudden you're not speaking for a year over all, something that was a one-sided miscommunication. So 100% say something, give your parents the respect of at least them saying, you know what, you're absolutely right. Or we don't want them to feel that way. You're not even giving them a chance. That's so shitty that your brother and sister-in-law, the brother has tried that he's to talk like, to the parents. Yeah. I'm hearing times. that, but that seems odd to me because you get over it and you bring the kids anyway. Who cares? It's not like the parents molested them. Oh, you don't like going to grandma and grandpa. You're going anyway. Unless I mean, they did if, something uh, actually awful. If both that, parents you are like definitely... wasted and your four-year-old is there and your seven-year-old has to go take them to the toilet and change their diaper, you know. I'm hearing that. Could it have been once? Could it have been the whole time? Let's say the kids are right. So maybe it's a supervised visit. Maybe it's just no iPads when the kids are there. You know, I just... Give it, give them a chance to fix it. I would, but I would definitely, if I were you, just be like, look, here's the deal. And that's on you guys, but you don't need to hold on to that. You should definitely say something. Yeah. It's not like it's a, an embarrassing thing. Like they made a mistake and they were a little buzzed and people, you know, you had some wine and you were on it for too long and they feel bad. I'm sure everybody feels bad and she clearly cares and wants to see them. Well, that, if she feels bad, yeah. Or if she's like, so what? So I want to get drunk around the kids. Then that's a different situation. And then you say, well, they don't want to be around that. So that's between you guys. But this is not on you. Mm-mm. That's all. And by the way, like that is a lethal combo. The boomer, I hate that term, but okay. The boomers and the technology and alcohol. I mean, kids, millennials get, and Gen Z get dinged for being on our phones. But like- I pay like, yeah, your parents are like moths to a flame with their iPads their and their crush. Apple watches. Oh yeah. So we're all in this together. We're all this addiction. This, these shiny screens have this vice-like grip on all of our brains. So a little bit of grace, just in case. SOS, drug diverting pharmacist fiance. Hi, Eliza and Emily. My husband and I are longtime listeners and lovers of your podcast and have seen you live in Denver twice. Oh, like, guess what? What? We're coming back. I don't want to say it. I don't oh. want to say we already have Denver booked for next fall and we're coming back in a big way. And I'm so excited to oh. eat the city of Denver. My husband's uncle, Jim, has been dating a lady for a few years. Let's call her Lisa. She's a pharmacist. And in the time we've known her, she has not been working. <laughs> she is extremely socially awkward, asks odd questions and comes off as incompetent. She has very flat affect. Today, Jim told us he is going to propose to Lisa. As a nurse, just like the majority of your followers, I've always questioned how someone seemingly so dumb could be a pharmacist. So my husband and I looked up her professional license. It is indeed active. However, there are seven disciplinary actions on her record. Court documents state that 12 years ago, she was arrested and charged with a felony for diverting approximately 2,100 pills of various <gasps> opiate medications and had a substance oh abuse God. problem. She oh has also God. left a pharmacy unintended to go eat lunch. Jim told us that Lisa can't work because so of her back any CVS? Okay. <laughs> any CVS with a line during flu season? Okay. 
So we have a, the question and then an update. So hold on. My question is, do we tell Jim the information we uncovered? Jim has chronic pain issues secondary to cancer treatments and takes oh, pain medications. my God. Is she taking advantage of his access to opiates or are we paranoid and judgmental about her past? So then we get an update. No, she's giving him the opiates. <laughs> no. That's why they're together. It's like a Sid and Nancy thing. She doesn't yeah. have access anymore. She doesn't have a job. She's active, though. She's active. She knows people, other witches. Jim hinted at the fact that he was going to propose to Lisa, and her response was, now's not the time with no further explanation. These people are almost 60 years old and have been dating for three years. I don't think she wants to even marry him, and she just wants to keep using him for his money and or prescription pain medications. My husband and I still haven't decided whether or not to tell Jim about Lisa's past and make sure she's been honest with him about it. Eliza, what should we do? Oh, my God. You know what? I had it wrong. I think you might have it right. Yeah. Oh, it got built. At first, I was like, maybe she's on the spectrum. And, you know, that's okay if she doesn't right. show emotion. which is and, allowed. Yeah. But- uh, 100% tell him. If you've built enough of this case, like, this doesn't sound like you're crazy in your head. Like, something's going on. And when I say that, usually it's just my way of being like, I don't know what it is. But in this case, <laughs> we know what it is. Definitely. You should have told him sooner. Well, he, he, here's the thing. Did you get the information through legal means? Is that public available info or info you got because no. you're a nurse? I think it's because she's a nurse, which is fine. Like, do what you got to do. And this information is there to nurses so you can, you know, protect people. But <laughs> also, wait, one more thing. That he might not believe you and he might get mad at you and cut you out. Also, chances are if this guy is like... He's getting older and he like hasn't cared or noticed how unaffectionate she is. I bet you he doesn't care or doesn't want to hear it. Yeah. Men are, and women too, like when people love someone and it's one-sided, she probably, you know, kind of like the blind guy that's having sex with all those women and once upon a time in Hollywood, she probably has sex with him with the lights off and like music blaring. And he's like, this is the best thing ever. He may not want to know the truth, but tell it to him so he has the facts. Yeah. Worst case scenario, he's like, I already know and I don't care. She loves me. Best case scenario, he's like, I had no idea. Or even if he gets mad at you and let's say he's like, how dare you, blah, blah, blah. He might think next time he's like, oh, I am missing some pills. I thought I misplaced them. It'll plant that in his head at least. Or she's totally recovered. And he's like, yeah, she went to rehab. She's gone through it. She's paid her debt to society. It's not an issue. Thank you for your concern. She's just really, she's just a really lame person. Also, like, what's the worst that could happen? Like, you inform him and then she is all those things. And then you guys don't have to see her again. Or you don't see Uncle Jimmy. Yeah. Pull him aside. You care about Uncle Jimmy? Be like, you're our family. We want you to know. Yeah. That's it. Big deal. She can't get mad at you. You know, if anything, if she loves him, she'll be like, hey, I can respect that you knew this. Like, it's not like you hired a private investigator. Like, you're a nurse. You have this info. And you're like, you know, there's an opioid crisis gripping our nation. So you're on the lookout for this. Yeah. She's a piece of shit. And that's it. (laughs) Yeah, definitely tell him. Definitely, definitely. Hello, AIA from the Philippines. Long time listener. By the way. I'm sorry. Well, I got it. Whatever. I feel like a lot of our questions, I'm like, you know, it could go either way. What's in your heart? It's, I don't feel like often we're like, definitely 100% do that. (laughs) No, I know. But definitely do it. Let Jimmy know. Jimmy. Hello, AI from the Philippines. This will be another mother-daughter rift. I had a long-term relationship with my ex-girlfriend for seven years. And my mom told- Is this a dude? 
Uh, is it a dude or a girl? It's a girl. I assume this is a girl because it's a mother-daughter rift. Okay. I, I had a long-term relationship. Oh, I thought you said riff. Like, just talk about moms and dots. I, I It says riff, but I'm thinking they mean rift. I had a long-term relationship with my ex-girlfriend for seven years, and my mom loved her as the daughter she never had. I had never had to come out to my mom since she knew I was a lesbian from an early age. Wanting okay, Legos so over girls. Barbies, went to an all-girls school, the whole formula. And she supported me, like buying flowers for my girlfriends, etc., all throughout my Aww. relationships. My ex lived with us until we broke up. We're good friends now as we essentially grew up together and we support each other's new relationships. My mom, however, months after meeting my new and current girlfriend, has gone ballistic and said she had an epiphany that I was living a sinful life and I should reevaluate my life to be pleasing to God. I, oh, now 30 years old, had been used to a mother who supported and accepted me and loved my girlfriend as well. Now I feel like I'm being forced back into the closet. My mom is now retired and a homebody. She's a single parent, and I understand that her world revolved around us, me and my older brother, but I can't shake the feeling that I'm being treated unfairly, being questioned when I go out on dates so that she banned my girl, my current girlfriend ever visit me at home, being nagged that I haven't been spending enough time with her ever since I met my current girlfriend. She even said that nothing should change between us, even if she doesn't agree with my lifestyle, since she is my mother and the Bible says to honor your parents full stop. I've been avoiding any bonding time with her, and I've been FaceTiming my girlfriend a lot more since I can't go out that much since I work from home as well. My mom says I'm disrespectful that I spend less time with her now and claims I don't love her anymore. I mean, how can I want quality time when I feel betrayed not only for myself, but for my current girlfriend who got hurt the most in this situation? I don't know how to keep the peace here at home while keeping my girlfriend feel protected, prioritized, and keeping myself sane too. Thank you, Emily Eliza, for keeping overthinking women all over the world sane, making us feel seen <laughs> and heard. You ladies are beautiful souls. Thank you. That's Thank pretty you. crazy. Is there a version where your mom kind of didn't understand that you were in a full-on lesbian relationship. I know that seems silly and I could be way off, but like you were much younger. Like, is there a version where your mom kind of didn't realize you guys had sex, like kind of didn't fully grasp it? And now that that girl is gone, who was so, you said you grew up like sisters. So this girl was kind of like always a part of it. Or does she not like this new girl? I, I wonder if it's like her world was you and this ex-girlfriend and you guys were like sisters and that was very normal. Maybe it got her through some kind of divorce, whatever, through something in her life. And now that she she's still single, but now that she's retired, is she going to like, I know that church is like huge for like Filipinos and religion and stuff like that. And this is not uncommon to hear, uh, Southeast Asian parents who are really religious. So culturally, I can't really identify with that. Mm -hmm. But I'm just wondering, is she a part of a new group? Does she have more? A lot of people become like radicalized when they have like more time on their hands. You see this a lot with older people. Is that worth examining? Is it worth examining? Does she not like this new girl? Is it worth... Because there's a structural change there because there's a new person. And is it worth saying to her, like, point blank, why do you have a problem with this girl and not the last girl? Why do you have a problem with me now? And why do you have a, like, what what changed? Mm -hmm. 
point blank asking her, being like, you're hurting my feelings. I can spend all this time with you, but it makes me not want to spend time with you because you basically think I'm going to hell. I think she's, I think it's a new group. I bet you with her new free time, she's, it's like you, because you don't spend time with her, I bet you she's doing more like crazy church group stuff. But the more she does, the weirder she gets. So that's an odd one, but something switched for her. Yeah. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, it's tough that, you know, I think because it's a cultural difference, the difference that this person still lives at home, that's what makes it yeah, really I don't know. tough. Um, you know, if you were to move out, this wouldn't be quite the same issue. But I can't imagine how upsetting it would be to have had that acceptance and then just have it like, and just be totally no, chill with I your agree. mom and then have that revoked. It's so- That's why I'm saying, I wonder if she happened. didn't, I just feel like I wonder if it's like, it was normal that this best friend girl was around. Maybe your mom thought like, okay, it's a phase or something. And then when that girl left, maybe someone in her circle was like, by the way, these two women are having sex. Like it's a sin. Like I feel like something was reinforced yeah. that this is a girlfriend, not a friend that you're very close with. I just, something is different now with this girl. And I think your mom is fully grasping that it's like a sexual relationship. I feel like there's something in that. I could be wrong. But sometimes, you know, it's like you have that uncle that like always had a roommate and then you get older, like, oh, they were gay. Like, I wonder for her if it's like a slow burn of a grasp. I just wonder. Yeah. If she never really fully understood what it was before. Shh, shh, shh. Hey, 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 you got to take it easy. Take it easy. Take it easy with your lemony snicket hair. Is it a Relax. baby or a dog? It's the dog. I'm talking to a dog <laughs> who heard a door shut and now is on full alert. Go back to sleep. Chicken head. That's what I think. At least, you know, the benefit of asking things point blank and getting things out in the open is you know where you stand. Yeah. So find that out. Yeah. Hey, AIA crew. I need your help in deciding how to make sure my best friend doesn't have any wedding regrets. My best friend, B, told me that her boyfriend plays a proposed tour this weekend and that they would probably end up having a small courthouse wedding with a casual reception slash party at his aunt's house afterwards. When I asked her about mm. the pre-wedding stuff she wanted, she talked about going dress shopping at some department stores instead of bridal shops, doing a low-key bachelorette party, and also maybe a small bridal shower. While this was very different than my wedding, I knew the motivating factor behind the scope of the wedding plan was primarily financial. So I thought this yeah. all sounded great. However, after B talked to her boyfriend later that night about some of the wedding stuff, he didn't seem super supportive of the various pre-wedding parties, didn't really understand why they should be engaged for any length of time, and basically indicated that he would want to get married fairly immediately after the proposal. After that conversation, B told me that she kind of wanted to elope instead. I Wait, told hold her, on. Mm. Wait. She's like, he's, so this guy's like, by the way, I'm going to propose this weekend, so stay ready. <laughs> Like they're talking about it already. He's like, you know, it could be Friday. It could be late Saturday. And then we immediately need to get married. <laughs> but also like, I'm telling you about it. So this is all very bizarre. Okay. I told her I would be supportive of whatever she wanted to do, but I was skeptical about whether that was mm -hmm. truly what she wanted. Mm -hmm. And I was also mm -hmm. concerned that her parents would be crushed by the idea of her getting married without their knowledge. I to know it's guy. ultimately her decision, but I don't want her to have any regrets about her fast engagement or wedding day without her closest friends and family there to support yeah. her. Yeah. 
If you plan to elope, can you even go dress shopping with your mom and friends or have a bridal shower, a bachelorette party? Or would those things be weird to do if she's openly engaged but acting like the wedding date slash plan is undetermined? What's the pre-elopement party protocol? As her best friend since childhood and potentially the only one that knows about this impending marriage, should I just leave her to tell me if slash what she wants to plan and risk that she elopes and never gets to do any of this stuff? Or should I tell her, I'm throwing you a bridal shower whether you like it or not, or let's go wedding dress shopping next weekend to make sure she isn't robbed of those things. If nothing else, I know she could benefit from the gifts and money that would come from a shower since their finances are so tight. I'm torn on how much I should insert myself into the situation since I'm the only one that knows, and if I don't push it, no one else will. P.S. I should mention that B has severe anxiety, so every time I go to her asking what she wants to do, she gets stressed out and basically says she doesn't know what she wants to do yet. So I feel like I need to resign to either waiting for her to come to me with a plan or pressing things forward rather than continuing to ask her what she wants. I, um, you you know, ooh, uh, there's a lot of things wrong with this. And the first is that she's doing whatever he wants to do. Like, oh, whatever he wants, then I'll I'll do that. Now, look, she may not be that strong-willed. She may not really have an opinion. She might just be one of those girls But you're robbing, it's selfish of him because you're robbing the mother of that joy. You're robbing the friends of that joy of celebration and you're really taking it away from her. So we also have this thing in our society where like best friends, girl best friends are afraid to bring things up because they're, because you're afraid she'll get mad because you wouldn't be writing in otherwise. I think you maybe don't like this guy There's something weird about this guy. Maybe he feels insecure that he can't provide a nice wedding. But the fact that he keeps changing his plans and that you want to get married so quick and do right that, they can't afford this. So that's, I think that insecurity is coming from that. And I think the mom would be heartbroken if she didn't get to, I think, as would you, if you didn't get to really celebrate with her. It'd be different if she was like, I'm dying to elope. This is exactly what we've wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I think it's also overwhelming. Plus they don't have the money. Mm-hmm. I weirdly in this instance, I'm like, I'm throwing you a shower. We're doing it. An engagement, like an engagement party. Yeah. Party or a bridal shower, either way. Yeah. I think she'd like it in the end. It seems like she would like that. And she kind of doesn't know how to ask for it. Uh, my bigger question as you to her would be like, I just want to make sure that this is what you wanted and what you envision. And if all you want is him, that's great, but he should want to make you happy. And it seems like he's kind of steering the ship. Uh-huh. It's going to be hard for her, If she's already agreeing, acquiescing to all this, like it's going to be hard for her to hear her to hear that. Uh-huh. So you could say all that and be like, so with that said, I am throwing you a shower. Yeah. And if she kicks and screams, then don't. Yeah. I would come with an idea of like where you want to do it and then kind of gauge her reaction. Be like, I'm throwing you a shower at this restaurant or at we this apartment. We want to celebrate you. I'm going to yes. set you up a registry. Yes. Let me know what you want on it. Usually if somebody takes Aww. steps in a proactive direction, the person they're doing it for will be like, okay, I mean, I don't know. You can gauge that reaction. If she's like, absolutely do not do that. I don't want it. Mm-hmm. Then you don't do it. Yeah. But I think in this case, she might- appreciate it if you take a little bit of initiative and if he doesn't make it a bridal shower yeah and set yeah. up a registry be like look even if you can't afford it people do want to celebrate you yeah get the mom involved yeah. so it's not just you 
but a wedding's not just about the two of you, even though I say it is all the time. <laughs> and considering you have a good relationship with your parents and no one's mad here, push it a little bit. I think they're probably just like a little too embarrassed. Yeah, it sounds like this person is really like looking out for their friends. So it's I think yeah. that, it sounds like they're in the right headspace. Yeah. All right, top of the cob. It's the top of the cob. We're doing it right every day. You just take a bite, top of the cob. So I challenge you, Emily, not to do a top or bottom about your cat, a bug in your house, or a movie. Okay, I got I got him. Okay, here I go. <laughs> Is yours going to be all three of those things? <laughs> yeah, it's about <laughs> a bug on Gracie. My top of the cob um, is the realization that you're becoming your parents, but in a good way. I realized this at Thanksgiving as we worked really hard to make the holiday for everyone else. And as I think about the traditions that we're passing on, and as I think about, you know, discussing what do we do in terms of Christmas and gift giving being that we're Jewish, but some of our family isn't. And all the things that I'm willing to do as a parent to make it special. Like the magic is gone for you, but the magic is replaced with you watching your kids enjoy it and making things nice for other people. I remember when I was a little kid, I was like, oh my God, I can't believe my mom doesn't care about her birthday. I get all these presents. And just the maturity of like, yeah, I don't want anything. I literally just want to watch you have fun is a very cool space to step into. What's the holiday thing you're most excited to do with Sierra? Like, what's the one thing that you're like, oh, we're going to get to do that? I don't know what Mm -hmm. we'll do. I don't know, you know, it. we have a lot of parents. We have a lot of divorced parents. Uh, there's always a debate in Noah's family about which side mom or dad gets Christmas Eve. You know, if you're not Jewish, Christmas Eve is like the thing. Mm-hmm. And so they kind of have to alternate. And I don't know that I want to do Christmas presents in the morning because we're not Christian, even though I like decorate with some lights, which is silly, by the way, that Jews don't put up lights because Hanukkah is the festival of lights. So once again, have I said this before? No, but you're allowed to put up, you can put up blue and white lights. I'm saying like Judaism, once again, doing the shittiest job of marketing. We should be the ones doing the lights. And instead it's like ice cold, super quiet, light your menorah. No, because it's so, because the big difference between Judaism and Christianity is that Judaism, you're doing it for your own enjoyment. Christianity, they're like, look, come be Christian. It's fun. Get over here. For sure. We, we, you know, you think we run the world. We do a, if you think Jews run the media, we have a really bad PR problem. However... I was like, you know what would be fun? Because Noah's mom is going to do Christmas Day this year. I was like, as the kids get older, what I think would be a really nice tradition is let's get up. And I know a lot of you are going to roll your eyes at this. Let's all load into the car and go to grandma's house for Christmas morning. That's fun. Because it's LA, so there won't be any traffic. It's Christmas Day. It's cold. Like put on your pajamas over the river through the woods and you get to go to your grandma's house. I I think, and that way she gets to have it. A special day. Will we do eight nights of presents? Probably. Yeah. Eight nights of small presents. Can't have big presents on eight nights. That's too much. <laughs> no. Get an iPad every night. No. Anyways, mm. That's my top. 
What's my top is my new neighborhood has some top tier stupid neighborhood drama and I am loving it. I thought nothing would beat Ooh. LA neighborhoods, but I'm loving the woman that sent an emergency alert to the to the thread that is for like if there is, I guess, a fire and we all have to run and help the 90 elderly people that live in this neighborhood. She sent out an alert 8 p.m. Thanksgiving. We've misplaced our okra. Does anyone have any spare that we can, or no, we misplaced our, our collard green. Does anyone have any spare they can give to us so that we can make them? And I was like, it's 8 p.m. What do you mean you misplaced it? This is the chat for if a tornado rages through. And you're like, we miss it. And then she posted today. And I was so excited because she's like, they'll they'll put little pieces of paper in everybody's mailbox. Like, we're having a little Christmas party where everybody in the neighborhood can bring a thermos and we'll give you a hot drink and we'll walk from house to house, you know, that kind of thing. And she posted and was like, as much as I love being invited to these events, it's actually a federal crime to put mail that doesn't have a stamp on it and didn't go through the post office in a mailbox. And if you're caught, you would be charged five to $10,000. So you shouldn't be putting loose opened mail in my mailbox. And I was like, actually, yeah, I love love to know that. I love, I'm going to sue all these dumb flyers, all these realtors that like send fake handwriting notes. Like, I'd love to buy your house. I'm like, where's your stamp, asshole? Interesting. I, like I love her. that drama. Yeah. What's I hope your- she finds her collard greens. Where did they go? And what did she think at 8 p.m.? People are going to be like, I have some loose here. Like, what's happening at her house? What are they all eating right now? You're going to eat that for dessert? Also, nobody wants anything green. No. Like my husband was like, I'm going to saute some spinach. I'm like, cool. They can go right in the compost. Um, <laughs> also, I remember one year I like overestimated my celebrity. We were going to deep fry a turkey in New York and we went to go get the pot from the garage and it had a hole in it. So I was like, this was Twitter at the time, tweeting out like, anybody in the Westchester area have a pot we can borrow? Literally no one answered. No. Like what did I think was going to happen? They'd be like, oh my God. Pot. <laughs> People got pots. My bottom of the cob is... Uh, this quarantine camp being built in Guangzhou, China with over 90,000 quarantine pods, something as a Jew, but as a human, like when you see something called a camp being built and it's these quarantine camps because they have these out, there's something just doesn't feel safe about this. Like, I'm like, this isn't just, I don't know what it is, you're building all of these camps where people are supposed to go and quarantine. It just feels, it feels dystopian and like this is going to be used for something else weird. Yeah, they need to call like a hotel or something, you know? Something doesn't feel right. And like a lot of the protests in China are, they're tired of these endless government mandated lockdowns. I mean, I can appreciate if you're in a place where there's constantly an issue, but as an American, like it's just really... I mean, we lose our minds when we're like, hey, let's not shoot little kids. We're like, that's, that's someone's right. And so just the idea of being forced quarantined by your government is so foreign. But this is, there's, it's eerie. It's just eerie. Does it look like an Amazon warehouse being constructed? Yes. It's just eerie to look at. Yeah. Yeah. My, um, my bottom, you'll appreciate this because it's a, it's a general, it's a feeling. Okay. You know, when you're, you're doing what you're supposed to do, you're doing what you were told to do. And then you look like you don't know what's going on. I went to early vote with my parents because there's a runoff uh, between Herschel Walker and Raphael Warnock. 
So I, I can't again. believe that. That's so fucking embarrassing. I know. That that's even a runoff, Georgia. I know. And so I went to vote again and I was in a, it was a very long line. So that's good. You know, people are turning out for the early voting, but in a very long line, we've been there for like 30 minutes. We get around the corner and we're next going to be led into the line to go in and actually like hand over our paper, get our little card and, you know. And then a woman goes, okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. You 10 come down here. And we go to the line around the other side for the handicapped and accessibility voting, which is its own area. Because clearly there was no one over there at the moment. So they're like, let's have some other people go over here. So now I'm in that line. And then a man walks in, old, old, old man with a cane. And he's about to go behind me. I'm like, no, no, go in front of me. You know, and he goes, well, since you're pretending to be a senior Ew. and get in this line. I was like, no, I was told to come to this line. So then I'm standing in the disability line with my two parents. <laughs> we all are just like younger by 70 years than everyone else in the line. Every single other person either looks 100 or has a cane and is looking at us like, what are you doing in this line? And I'm just like, I, they told me to come get in this line. Like, I didn't just get in this line. Clearly no one's kicking me out of this line, but you just feel so out of control because you want to be like, I'm I'm a good person. I'm not doing anything. Anything bad. I'm, I'm voting and, and trying a, to save this state. Voter suppression. And then, of course, that line took way longer. If we had just stayed, if they had let us stay in the other line, it would have been quicker. Because in this line, everyone in front of us was walking like an old, old, old person. So, I was, mean, you are not healthy. So, <laughs> like, please, my bones are old. They're made of Pepsi. Pepsi? Coca-Cola. My mistake. God. Sorry, I forgot. Forgot you were in Georgia. Yeah, don't don't get me beat up here. Yeah, it's made of <laughs> Biscoff Delta cookies and Coca-Cola and peach juice. It's that thing where you're fought like I'm following the instructions and now I'm the bad guy. And I'm just like, I'm not in charge of the line organization. Whatever. I was stressed. People should fucking be grateful anybody turned up to vote in this in these gerrymandered elections. Well, so and then, just be like, we're all getting our vote across, Grandpa. When I went outside and I was waiting for my parents to get out, an old person saw me and was like, can you take a picture of me on with my I Voted sticker? And I'm like, yeah. And so I did that. And then other old people were like, oh, a young person who knows how to use a phone. So I had like a line of old people what? taking their photo with their you, sticker. You had nothing else to do. So I didn't, but I was just like, I that's had to like That's your top or bottom? That's my that's bottom that I felt, that's my bottom that I felt so out of control and everyone thought I was, I was taking a spot that I didn't deserve, but I was made to stand in that line. So if you saw me at that line, I was told to stand there. In some ways, you know, you fought the hardest to get that vote in <laughs> because you had to deal with public scrutiny. Judgment. And I applaud you. You Thank were you. you that day you became a real American. <laughs> Folks, let us know your questions. Uh, I would love to do some holiday questions. I love talking about the holidays. It feels so safe. All right. And we're here. And if you live in Australia, I'm coming to you in February. And if you live in Florida, I'm coming to you in March. And we're announcing new tour dates coming up. You can also get your stocking stuffer, signed or unsigned copies of All Things Aside. At Eliza.com slash book, I encourage you to purchase one from an independent bookseller um, or get it on Audible. There's a nice article. On Audible. Tell, tell the people about yeah, that. Yeah, Vulture book. wrote a little, uh, I got one of the best books of 2022. So I was really proud of that, you know, because sometimes it's hard to get coverage. There's always, I was like, this is a cool thing to get like industry validation. And it's always, anytime you're a woman, like any sort of liberal woman, there's always this like cookie cutter dude He's just like, you. your publicist paid for this. 
And you're like, I hate when people who live in fucking nowhere think they know how showbiz works. I'm like, you can't. It's illegal. And you will know, you'll know the websites right. that are paid for. And I was like, Vulture is not one of those. But it's just like, what? You came on here just to write that? Go fuck your wife. Leave me alone. Folks. <laughs> See you next week. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.